Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello everyone, thank you very very much for joining me. This is the Lingerie Lowdown podcast and my name is Dolly. Today I'm going to be doing something that's been requested of me for quite a while. I've been sort of avoiding doing it because I didn't want to mess it up but today you're joining me for my top 10 advice for new models. Now as I said I've been asked to do this podcast by lots of different people for quite a while now The reason that I've avoided it thus far is because, A, I spent my career as a glamour model. And I think when people hear the word model, they think catwalk, fashion week, etc. So, although this podcast is my top 10 advice for new models, do bear in mind that I was a glamour model for 10 years and I now am freelance. Well, I was always freelance, but now I just make my own content and work for websites and companies. So if you're looking for advice to be the next Kate Moss, I'm afraid this isn't going to be for you. But if you would like to become a successful glamour model or some sort of entrepreneur or an influencer, etc., etc., then stick around because I'm going to have some tips for you. Now, a little bit about me. Um, I started modelling at 18. I went full time at 20. It was a bit different back then. I mean, this is only like 2010, but it was fairly different because um, we didn't really have social media. Nobody cared about Instagram. If Instagram was around back then, it was just a few pictures of people's cereal with a heafy uh, filter on it. So it was very different. This is before OnlyFans, before you could just post a picture in a bikini and get a following. So we, back in the day, had to go around modelling a slightly different way than you do now. Now you really can make an Instagram account and put some selfies up and people will probably spend money on you and pay for you to promote things so lovely jubbly however it has the industry has got a little bit more saturated and I think in some ways a little bit more risky because where 10 years ago we had to go to these casting calls apply for things it was all studio days camera clubs that sort of thing nowadays you can be contacted by so many people online promising you the world um and it really is hard to tell who's going to boost your modelling career and who is a pervert and a weirdo. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, you're going to have a little bit of an insight into that. So I started uh, back in the day posing for hobbyists, camera clubs, studio days, that kind of thing. I then um, got spotted by a few websites, Glamour and Fetish, and started working uh, for pay-per-view websites and membership websites and that's really when my career took off because um, as much as Barry down the road with his camera can take some nice pictures of you if you can get yourself on a website with traffic of you know two million people that's going to do wonders for you 
So for me, it was all about websites, but even those are almost a thing of the past. Most people have their own website now. I mean, I go so far back, guys, that I had a calendar at one point. Cringe. Yeah, 12 pictures of me with my baps out all through the year. And you know what? Even more cringe, a lot of people bought that calendar. So that just shows you how much in the last sort of 12 years the industry really has changed. So some of my advice might be a bit dated, and sorry about that. Um, but this is just, yeah, my top tens, things that I wish someone had told me when I started. Hopefully it's going to be informative and hopefully we're going to have a bit of a laugh. So if you've not already got a tea or a coffee, grab one. Hell, grab a gin and tonic if you like. Why not? And let's get started. So I have got 10 bits of advice for you today, but they're not in any order because some of them, I mean, they're all important in their own ways, you know, so I'm not going to order these. I'm just going to number them and you can decide yourself what's more important to you. But I really do think a little bit of all of these top 10 pieces um, are sensible to have. So my number one is check references. I know it sounds so obvious, guys. I know it does. But check, check, check your references. Even if they've put a reference up on their Instagram from some girl you've never met, you don't know it's true. You don't know she didn't change her mind afterwards. Check the references. Um, I can't stress it enough. That's why websites like Purple Paw and Adult Folio are so good because you can put your references there and you can see who's left the reference. So someone might have five good references. And this has happened to me before. I've messaged one of the girls that's left a reference and said, hey, hope you don't mind me reaching out. I saw you left a positive reference for so-and-so. Could you let me know how the shoot went? And they've said, oh, yeah, I only left a positive reference because I wanted him to book me again because I need the money. He was a real pervert. And you think, oh, my gosh, why didn't you not leave a reference then, you know? Um, so not only read the references contact one or two of the people that have left them because you know you'd be surprised um you really would I had one guy who had five references but all from the same girl so I messaged her and said you know just checking you've had five good shoots it she actually turned out to be an escort which is absolutely fine but so she's going along and being paid to sleep with him and then putting her, he's a great photographer, I really trust him and all this stuff. And it's kind of like, ah, that's not, you know, a model reference as such. So get in touch with at least one of the people that have left these references. I mean, better still as well. The modelling community is a real close-knit community. We tend to know each other, if not in person, online, or we've, you know, worked for the same companies. It takes one minute to reach out to someone on Instagram or Purple Port or whatever and say, can you back up your reference, you know? Also, people won't find it weird. They really won't because um, there's all sorts of reasons that particularly newer models get talked into leaving references. You know, the first person that I ever left a reference for on one of these websites was the worst person I'd ever shot with because I had no idea what the industry was. I had no idea what was normal and what wasn't so he'd said to me you've done a great job shooting you're so good I'm going to leave you this really good reference and you leave me one and I said yeah okay and then about five years later I was like oh that was the creepiest shoot I have ever had he was so unprofessional everything about that was awful and the worst part was that reference of mine was still there so you know over the five years since I'd left that reference I wonder how many models had worked with him because I had so they've seen my name and thought, oh, she's a she's a proper model. She knows what's good and what isn't. She's, you know, she's left him a good reference. I'll work with him. And then, you know, he turns out to be a pervert. 
So um, I did get that reference removed, but it, it took a, a long time, you know, because I had to say, oh, I changed my mind, which sounded a bit silly, like I was trying to get revenge. But it wasn't that at all. It was that after I'd worked in the industry for some years, I realised that a man was completely inappropriate, absolute level pusher. And some of the things he said were completely bizarre and weird. Um, so, yes, first and foremost, check your references, double check your references and check them again. Um the, you know, because if everyone's telling the truth, then you just get three people say, yeah, he's brilliant. Jump at the chance to model for him. But it could actually save you from a really, really uncomfortable shoot or, you know. So, yeah, can't stress that enough. Check your references. Number two, so, so important. Stick to your levels. Um, levels are like amounts of nudity that you show or things that you do on camera, etc., etc. So stick to your levels. I changed my levels over the year, don't get me wrong, I did not start out as a fresh-faced 18-year-old doing fetish modelling, of course not, I was, you know, wearing frilly dresses in fields and things, so I've upped my levels over the years, but only ever do it because you want to do it. Don't ever do it because somebody says to you, you know, you could be a really good topless model, you don't need someone to tell you that you've got nice boobs, babes, you know, if you want to keep them to yourself, keep them to yourself. Like, I've had many people over the years tell me that I could be an escort, and that always really surprises me um, that they think that I don't know that. <laughs> like, I'm going to go, oh, really? Do people pay for that? Oh, crazy, you know? So stick to your levels. And if you want to change your levels and you decide you want to go down a different avenue or be a bit more risque or even take them down, that's fine. Absolutely fine. Things change. People change. However, don't change your levels because somebody else tells you to because you will only regret it, you know? And if you get to the stage where you want to change your levels, do that. But please, please, please don't do it because a man who's usually twice your age tells you you're going to be a star. You know, um, he probably just wants to photograph you naked, sadly enough. So on to number three. Uh, number three is work TF to build a great portfolio. Now, TF means time for. Back in the day, it used to mean TFP, time for prints. Obviously, prints aren't a thing now. Nobody prints out the photos anymore. So it's just called time for. So that's time for the images, basically. If you come in as a new model and you work with really bad photographers or you want to get paid straight away, you're not going to get paid loads because you don't necessarily know how to model. So you might get paid 20 quid, 50 quid, things like that. The people that are going to pay you early on in your career unfortunately, are going to be shit photographers. <laughs> Otherwise, people would be queuing up round the block to shoot with them, established models that knew how to pose, etc, etc. So don't chase money in the first few months of modelling. Work with people who have brilliant portfolios, who won't pay you because they're going to pay proper professionals, but who will give you brilliant photos. Also, the higher the calibre of your portfolio, the higher calibre of photographers you will attract. So if you want to be posing for classy boudoir pictures, you want a portfolio of classy boudoir pictures to show people that's what you do, that's who you are. Now, when you're starting out, a photographer's probably not going to want to pay you and pay for a boudoir set and all this equipment that's cost money and possibly a makeup artist, etc, etc. So you'll have to work for free, time for. But trust me, doing that at the beginning of your career will set you up so much because it means when you do start getting paid, you're already one or two steps up the ladder. You've missed out your awkward squinting shots on a horrible white background in a pokey studio in someone's back garden, you know. So aim high and stick there. So although money might be what you want to get into modelling for, and that's fine if it is, I model for money. I find it cringe when everyone acts like we should all be doing our jobs for free because we love them. 
my my mortgage isn't free. Why why should I be free? So money is a fine motivation to have. However, don't chase it in the beginning because it will pay off tenfold if you work for free and get a better quality of photos rather than taking 50 quid here and there for really shit photos that are going to make you look like, you know, Betty from down the road who gets a baps out, basically. So next up, number four. Now, this is really important, guys. Keep pre-communication all in one place. Now, that I think is good advice for any business. Anyone that's trying to work a freelance business, you don't want people messaging you on Instagram and on WhatsApp and on email because it means on the day of the photo shoot, that uh, pre-communication is going to be everywhere. Also, and I'm saying this, I don't want to sound like a big baddie or a miserable cow, I've been in this industry for 12 years. The photographers that are going to try and message you on Instagram and WhatsApp, etc., etc., are going to be... I don't know how to say this. They're not going to be the photographers that are going to boost your career. So the photographer that's out there shooting five days a week, shooting all these models, he's not going to hound you all night on loads of social media. He's got his own stuff going on. He's got to make mood boards. He's got to charge his batteries. He's got to set his lights and do all this. It's the photographer that does one shoot a month and really, really wants to be your best friend, which is going to be creepy. And I'm sorry, girls, but it will happen because that's the way of the world, sadly. So the photographers that are going to like all your photos on Instagram and message you twice a day and have this pre-communication all over the place, they're going to be the ones that are a pain in your bum. I'm sorry, but it's true. A professional photographer will keep it all in one place. So I'm not saying that you can't speak to people over WhatsApp, but I'm saying if somebody messaged you out the blue and says, I'm a photographer, let's chat on WhatsApp and is ping pong messaging about what you can wear, what you can't wear, different tops, different lighting, the chances are they're wasting your time or they're getting a kick out of talking to you because a professional photographer is doing this all day, every day. He's at home with his wife. In the evenings, he wants to be cooking his dinner and watching Top Gear or something, not talking to someone usually half his age about what panties she's got. So if the pre-communication is a lot, it's a bad sign. Now, professional modelling websites and portfolio websites will always say keep pre-communication to this website because if something bad happens, let's say I'm on Purple Port and a photographer messages me through there and says, can I shoot you? Yeah, sure. Can I have your Instagram to follow? Here you go. Then if he starts sending me pictures of his willy on Instagram and I tell Purpleport, they're not going to care because it's through a completely different website. It's not that they don't care. It's hard for them to prove that it's the same person, even though you know. And it's it's not their platform. Why would they get involved, you know? So the more platforms people contact you over, the more discrepancies there can be and the more space and time for, for those sort of inappropriate things to happen. Now, I don't mean as awful as someone sending you a willy picture that was me being facetious but sadly it does happen I more mean people getting a little bit over friendly asking a bit about your personal life you know it's like with any business there's going to be a certain amount of chat but it needs to be professional when you book a plumber you don't start asking the plumber if he's got a girlfriend and has has he's got a good sex life or something sadly as a glamour model people do ask you those things and it's not acceptable and it is weird and you need to tell them that so um Keep pre-communication in one place, A, for ease of convenience, so that the day before your shoot, you can see, right, this is the time, this is the pay, this is what I need to bring with me, blah, 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 rather than going back through every bit of, um, you know, social media you can find and trying to piece together all the stuff. And yet, professionals and um, decent photographers will do that anyway, but just a little alarm bell to ring out to you. So, number five, this is so important, guys. Don't compare yourself to others. It's so easy to do, especially with social media. Just don't do it. 
just because that girl is um, maybe skinnier than you or maybe more athletic than you or has more followers than you, it does not mean that she's a better model or that uh, she's got more work than you. It means nothing. Also, something I've realised over the years is um, likes do not account to money. I have absolutely zero online presence because I don't want to be taking pictures of myself all day. It's not me. I want to be making the content for my fans that they have commissioned. I'm not the sort of person to just start going live on Instagram um, because it, it's not me. Maybe it's my generation or whatever, but it's not me. So I do not have a big social media following. And I can tell you guys straight up, I pay the mortgage for both of my properties on from modelling, from solely from modelling and making content. So you don't have to have 500,000 followers to make it full time. You really don't. Also, just because people are liking your Instagram pictures, etc., it doesn't mean they would pay you, sadly. Now, I'm going to correct myself there a bit because if you want to be an influencer, then you need those people liking your pictures. Sorry, I should have stressed. For what I do, I make content for my fans. I make fetish videos, glamour videos, etc. Pretty much what anyone wants, I will commission it and make it for them. And I will hire other models and work with them, etc. So for me, people liking my pictures or liking my page, it doesn't it, it doesn't translate into uh, bookings or videos because just because someone's going to comment sexy bod on a bikini picture, it does not mean they're going to spend £250 on a bespoke video. Um, they're different audiences. However, if you want to start getting sponsored by skincare and um, underwear brands, things like that, then likes are going to be really important. And I'm afraid, guys, I can't give you too much advice on that because it's simply not my forte. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code PODCAST today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. So yeah, don't compare yourself to others. When I first started, it was all about fake boobs. Um, and I know things have changed now because it's about bums now. So in the 12 years since I've started, it's gone from boobs to lips and bums. And that will continue to change, you know. Uh, fashions always change. However, there is a space in this market for everyone for everyone you know um when i started modeling i was really surprised how popular i was and um i was surprised the reasons i was popular because there are not in a rude way at all there are thousands and thousands of tall skinny blonde girls putting their pictures online back in the day there were a lot less short chubby brunette girls with pubic hair putting their pictures online so i was overwhelmed with the amount of support i got people were like wow we want to see more of you you know? And um, I do think the modelling industry is a lot more diverse nowadays, uh, especially now people have come around to the fact that 
people like plus size people. There is a market for um, there's a market for all sorts of shapes and sizes, and there's a piece of the pie for everyone. So do not be put off by the models that you see on TV or the models that you see on page three. If you don't look like that, doesn't matter. You can't look like her because she already looks like her. You know, she's taken that job. So you've got to look like you and you've got to do your best and find your people and find your fans. So that takes me into my next bit of advice. Number six, don't sell yourself short. Now, this is a little bit like what I said at the beginning about, you know, putting the work in, maybe doing the TF shoot at the beginning so that you've got a better caliber of photos rather than chasing the small payments and being labelled as a cheap model, basically. On the same thread, you've got to not sell yourself short. So if someone is paying you and they're making money from your pictures or your videos, you need to remember that after that shoot, you're going to go home. You're going to forget about it. It's done. However, they've got the rights to that video or those photos for the rest of your life and beyond. So I know it's very hard to comprehend at 22 or whatever that those pictures are going to be there in 10 years time, but they will be. They will be and people will still look at them and they're still able to make money off them. So when you price yourself, when you say this is what I want for this photo set, don't think of what you want for the time. Say someone's going to take some pictures of you in high heels. Don't think, oh, £100 for two hours, that's a really good rate. You've got to know that the person doing that can potentially make money off of those photos for hundreds of years. And you're never going to make more than that 100 quid if they're paying you a flat out rate. So don't sell yourself short. Also, the more you charge, the, I don't know how to explain this, but people don't like cheap, you know? People don't like discounted meals all the time. So you don't need to put yourself in the sale. I would rather have gaps in my diary and stick to the rates that I want to work for than bring them down and everyone think, oh, Dolly, she's a bit of a meal deal. She'll do a discount if she's free on a Wednesday, you know? You don't want to be like that because modelling is so personal. I don't think you compare it to any other freelance trade, really. So don't sell yourself short because you're selling a brand, you're selling a persona. You're also selling media footage of yourself that that photographer can use long after you've left the industry. You could be a nun, you could have five kids and they've still got the rights to those photos. So don't sell yourself short. So in for number seven, I've got network with other models and content creators. Um, now, this goes back a little bit to my checking the references one. We are a small net community. I know there's tons of us, but you will, in the industry, you will start to see the same faces, whether they work for websites or whether they're, you know, Insta baddies or whatever you like, or webcam girls. There's whole loads of ways you can make money in this glamour and fetish industry. And it can be a bit lonely. You work by yourself a lot of the time. You're speaking to people online that, um, well, I mean, they're going to see you as an object. I'm sorry. I'm I know a lot of people like to act like their fans don't, but at the end of the day, if they wake up and masturbate over you, they're probably seeing you as some kind of object. Sorry, but it's true. Um, and that's all part of the game, you know. So make some model friends. Find some people that, that get it, that work in the industry too, because it's 99% of the time, it's the best industry in the world and I love it. Some of the time you're going to go online and someone's called you a fat old hoe or something and you're just fed up with it, you know, or someone's messing you around about paying or... You know, and it's really, really nice to have friends in the industry. And like my inbox is always open. If you are a fan of mine and you want to message me and say you're going to lick my feet, I will block you. If you are a young lady that wants to get started in this industry and wants some advice, my inbox is always open to you, my loves. Always, always, always. Um, so yeah, reach out to people. Um, and I've got sort of what I call like online friend models. And it, 
just having their support, having them be there, knowing they understand, it's really, really amazing. Also, you can make quite a lot of money as well when people know that two of their favourite glam girls know each other. You can charge for, you know, picture sets, whatever you like. But really, for your mental health as well, I would really stress finding some friends in the industry, whether that's online or people you meet up with, even joining some like model safety groups or some, you know, whatever it is you do, some cam girl chat groups. It can really... um yeah, give you a lovely support system in the industry. And I think that's really important. So number eight, this is so important to me. Use an alias for goodness sake. The amount of models that I meet that tell me they're using their real name, you will regret that. So as I said at the beginning, I am not talking about fashion models. Kate Moss uses her own name, yes, because Kate Moss doesn't have naked pictures online. Also, Kate Moss's career is worth millions and billions and billions of pounds. It doesn't matter what happens to her, you know? It doesn't matter if there are bad photos of her out there because her career is almost untouchable. If you're starting out as a glamour model using your real name, say in two years' time you decide that you're bored of that, you don't like the industry, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you want to have some babies instead. When you get any kind of job and they put your name into social media, if they see pictures, you know, only fan style, glamour style, it's not going to bode well. Now, that's its own in, in, uh, issue. And I'd love to sit here and say how I don't agree with that. And I don't think women particularly should be judged on um, risque photos, etc., etc. Sadly, ladies, it is the way of the world and it will be for a really long time. That's just one side of it. And you might come in at 21, like we all did, thinking I'm going to do this forever. I love it, you know. Well, about 40, you decide you really want to get into child protection. You really want to be a lawyer or something like that. Using your own name for these things, as much as I don't agree with it, it's it will be detrimental. And I wish it wasn't like that, but it is. So use an alias. The second thing with social media, etc. Your fans, I know you love them. I love my fans. I do, I do. I, I wouldn't have my lifestyle without my fans. I wouldn't have my confidence, blah, blah, blah. However, some of them can be really bloody weird. You know, the majority amazing. You get a couple that are weird. If they know your real first and last name, uh, you know, I have heard the horror stories, guys. I have heard the horror stories. When people find out my real name, they're usually really, really weird. Um, and I'm sure people know it and it's out there. But the people that obsess over knowing that little detail about me, they're the ones that you kind of think... If you met me in real life, you would cut me up into little pieces and hide me under the floorboard. I'm sorry, but it's true. There's something about being in this industry. People love to get a little insight into like the real you, which is weird because we put so much of ourselves online. You'd think they'd be sick of it, but they're not. So not just for future jobs, for your own personal and private life. Please use an alias. Can't stress it enough. So just had a swig of tea. Oh, I love tea so much. Anyway, number nine, find your niche and don't try to do it all. Now, this is a little bit like um, stick to your levels. It, it's a lot, lot along those lines. And, you know, we're not all going to be six foot blondes with six packs. So don't try. If that's not you, don't bother. And I say this from experience. When I first started, I didn't have any tattoos. Everyone said to me, art nude. You need to do art nude. Art nude 10 years ago was like the way... People thought, oh, glamour is cheesy and naff. Art nude is the way it's tasteful. It's black and white. I did art nude modelling for two to three years and I bloody hated it. I really did. It wasn't me. It was boring. I was sick of breathing in and reclining over a grandfather clock or something. It wasn't me. And I did it because I thought, oh, this is the tasteful modelling. This is what, you know, the good girls do or whatever. And then it, after two to three years of doing that, I thought, do you know what? I want to 
cheesy smile and push my boobs together on a bed and that's fine and I lied to myself for years like oh I want to be an art nude model I never did I think I thought it was more socially acceptable or more classy or whatever it was it didn't suit me I didn't enjoy it it wasn't the career path I should have taken and if I could give myself some advice it would say don't do that because deep down I knew at five foot two and being curvy not to say that you can't do it you can do whatever you want to do but I didn't want to do that you know, I don't want to climb the tree. I don't want to do a backwards crab in black and white over the edge of some chalk cliffs. It wasn't me. Uh, so when I, you know, I hate to say it, when I kind of sold out and did what I wanted to do and did whether it was easy money and it was, yeah, grinning on a bed back in the day in, in underwear, I wish I'd done it years ago, you know, because that was my niche. That's what suited me. Um, so yeah, find your niche and don't try and tick every box. You don't have to be a fitness model and a pin-up model and this and that. And if you really master one thing, that's better than, you know, having a little bit of knowledge in all these uh, genres that you're probably not going to use. So yeah, find your niche, stick to it. Now, my last piece of advice for you is a bit going to probably ruffle some feathers. And I'm sorry about that. But don't get scammed by a faux agency. So I did say work for free, work for TF. Because shoots aren't free for the photographer. They've paid for the studio space or whatever it is. They spent hours planning it, blah, blah, blah. They spent hours editing it. When we're gone, you know, a model's job after the shoot is pretty much done. A photographer's is just starting. So, yes, work TF, work time for. Please, please, please don't pay some weird Instagram agency that say that they're going to make you a model. It's a scam. It's a scam, it's a scam, it's a scam, and it is as old as time itself. They used to go around London and come up to you and say, wow, you could be a model, why don't you pay us £300 for this portfolio of the worst pictures you will ever see in your life, by the way, and we'll put you on our modelling books and blah, blah, blah. So let me uh, let me put this for you a different way, guys. If that, if that, um, so, I, sorry, I just said that they used to come up to you in London, they used to approach you, nowadays they do it online. Wow, we've seen your portfolio and we think you've got what it takes. Come and pay us 300 quid for these terrible photos. It's the same scam, it's just now on Instagram. So let me put it this way. If that agency looked at you and thought, wow, she is the most amazing model ever, we're going to make so much money off her, why would they charge you? So how modelling agencies work is they take a cut of your rates anyway, which is great because they're going to get you loads of well-paid work. If they're 100% convinced that you're going to make them all these tens of thousands, why do they need your 200 quid for your half-day shoot? Hmm? It's a scam. It's a scam, it's a scam, it's a scam, it's a scam, and no one will tell me different, and I've heard it over and over and over again. And nowadays, I'm afraid to say, they are a bit more sophisticated, they've got, you know, people designing fancy websites for them, fake references, all of that. And there is, out of the models that I know, which is hundreds, I reckon 50% of them have at some point or other fallen for this scam. Where they're like, oh, pay for your portfolio. You don't need to pay for the portfolio because an agency's job is to make money from you. So they're going to be selling your time to photographers, companies, etc. So yes, it's usually something like that. 250 to 300 quid for a half day. They're going to make you all beautiful and take some shit pictures of you on a white backdrop or in a, an egg chair. And that'll be it. You'll just be another number. So please avoid those scams. And if you're listening now and you think, hey, that's not true. I, I charge new models for portfolios. I mean, maybe you do, but I've never seen anyone get success from those pictures. And there are also hundreds and thousands of photographers that if you're a willing model um, and a dedicated model and enthusiastic, they will just shoot you without paying you and give you the use of those pictures because there's something in that for them too. So yes, don't part with your hard-earned cash by these companies that claim to be 
modeling agencies that no one's ever heard of because it's a scam well i hope that you found that interesting and i'm sorry if i was a negative nancy i don't mean to be but i'm an old hat at this now and i've seen i've seen some things and some stuff man so thank you so much for joining me for my top 10 advice for new models again not going to get you on london fashion week but if you um want to get into the world of glamour modeling or anything like that hopefully there was some little tips and tricks in there for you so thank you so much for joining me guys and i will hopefully speak to you again soon toodle pip for listening to us on lingerie lowdown the podcast don't forget that we release a brand new episode every wednesday for you all to enjoy so if you love lingerie as much as we do make sure to catch us same time same place next week don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10 percent discount off your membership today so if you love lingerie as much as we do Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.